0: Chapter 9 Thank you all for coming today, I said to the press and whoever else was with them. But right now I need to get somewhere personally. I will be around tomorrow and will tweet out a location in time. Dozens of voices screaming in my direction. What's your handle? What? I didn't know what he was talking about. Your Twitter name. It's own no more. One word. Come with me. Carly took my hand and she led me through the crowd of people. Where are we going? She stopped and looked at me, her lips less than an inch from mine. Do you trust me? She whispered. Implicitly. So come on. She grabbed my hand and we ended up running towards the opposite side of where everyone was looking. We ran into the grassy area away from the walk paths and ended up sitting, falling actually, against a tree. We were both breathing heavily when she put her head on my lap. Are you okay? I asked her. Yeah, she turned her head towards me. Are you? Yes, that was amazing, I said. You were amazing. You are a natural speaker. I never saw this side of you at the office. I meant us running away and me putting my trust in you. That felt like being a teenager again. She laughed and kissed me. I closed my eyes and we both fell asleep. The next thing I knew, it was dark outside, and she was waking me. We walked down the path and found our way to the street. Okay, well, you go your way, and I'll go mine, she said. Oh yeah, uh, reality. It might be a good idea to call that friend of yours. Rob, I think I may need someone to help me with all this craziness. He can help you with a lot of stuff. All the networks are going to want a piece of you. You might as well make some money. Okay. Will I see you tomorrow? I have to work, Freddy, and it's not a good idea. You are a public figure, and, and you are married. If we go any further, it'll come out, and it can only hurt you. Oh. Plus, I don't want to be publicly known as the other women. I can't give up my identity to that. Well... We can still be friends, right? Yes, maybe I'll send you a picture or two. She leaned in to kiss me, and I felt a soft spring of her breasts against my chest. I wanted to run away with her, to get away from this madness. I also understood that she did not want to be owned, but I knew it would be more painful to her than to myself. Hey, Carly, she turned towards me. Thank you. She smiled, turned around, And walked away. I walked towards the subway entrance on 72nd Street. It was nine o'clock and I was hungry, tired, and felt excited and scared simultaneously. My house was deserted. There was a note by the entrance that said, Not home, call me. The house was dark and I fell into a chair. I turned on the TV and fell asleep. I woke up to a loud pounding on my door. It was Carly. I brought her into the living room. We sat down and she began to speak. I am not here for any relationship or anything like that. I am offering my services to you platonically so that I can raise awareness of my own cause as well. Wow, what, ha- what happened? Gus called me last night and asked me to meet him for drinks. He said there was something urgent he needed to speak to me about. I thought it had something to do with you, so I met him in a tavern down by the street from me. She was silent, closed her eyes, and then opened them. And he came on to me, Freddy. He started touching my leg, and then he asked me if he could come see my apartment. What did you say? I didn't say anything. I didn't want that scumbag touching me, let alone coming to my apartment. So I told him that. I asked him what the urgent matter was, and he said that he had come to tell me he wanted me to be his assistant. Uh Uh-oh. Yes, uh uh-oh. What did you say? Nothing. I let him keep speaking. Okay. He tells me, Why don't we go to your place and we can discuss the perks? She was silent for a couple of seconds. I told him I was not interested in being his assistant. That is when he became abusive and called me a cunt and said that if I didn't accept his promotion then I would be out of a job. That motherfucker. He grabbed my leg really tight and asked me if I liked it like that. I threw my drink in his face. The bartender, who knows me very well, threw out Gus and threatened to break his legs if he ever bothered me again. Did he leave? Yes, but not before he said that I shouldn't bother coming to work because I was fired. Can he do that? I don't know, but I was scared, Freddie. I was really scared. I put my arms around her and I tried to calm her down. I want to help you, she said. Platonically? Yes. No sex or emotions, only friendship, and I will be your advisor. Okay, good, because I have no fucking idea where or anything I am supposed to do. She laughed. I need coffee, I said, standing up. You want? Yes. Yes. Okay. Where to, Carly? <clears throat> I asked her. We are gone to Bryant Park. They're organizing a gathering for you to speak at. The house phone rang. One second. I went to get the phone. Hello? Hello yourself! Freddie looked up and felt the chill run through him. Abe? Bingo, you still smiling? How are you? How is Sarah? I'm still breathing. Sarah is also fire like a dragon sometimes. Thank God. It's amazing to hear from you. Where are you? I am in Miami Beach still. The waiting room for the world to come. I laughed. I am so flattered. You called me. What's the occasion? The occasion? I saw you on the news. What are you, the guy from the movie Network? I laughed again. Good to see I can still make you laugh, Abraham said. He always can. I lost my cool, I guess. You don't have to guess. I saw it for myself, and you definitely lost your cool and your marbles. (laughs) This business, after years of getting so close and falling short, I'm just tired, I guess. Again with the guessing. You are more than welcome to come to Florida and stay with Sarah and me. Of course, you will have to sleep in the bathtub. But it's not so bad. I've slept there once or twice. Abe... Apparently, there are hundreds of people who are looking to me for guidance. They are all tired of working and making the company money, only to have their bosses trick them on the back end. It's not like it used to be. So what is? I don't know what to say to them, Abe. I don't know what the answers are. So say that. Tell them. You you have to find the answers. They do not own you just like you do not own them. Vestash? Yiddish for you understand? First day? How's the mishpacha? They are they think I'm crazy. My wife took the kids and went to her sister's house. So you are crazy. Who isn't? Mashuguna Keppa. Anyone who has ever been a salesman in the Shmata business needs to be a meshugana Keppa. Anyone who has ever changed the world was Mashuguna. You ain't kidding, Abe. Have you been, my friend? How are the kids, the grandchildren? We spoke for a few minutes and then he said he needed to hang up. Before I put the phone down, Freddy, you need to take care of your family first. Bring them home. Make peace. Without the peace at home, there can be no peace anywhere. Zeigazunt. He hung up the phone. Who was that? Carly walking towards me with a cup of coffee. Oh, thank you. An old colleague of mine who I haven't seen in a long time. I am sure you'll be getting a lot of those. What did he want? What? No, nothing. He just wanted to see if I was okay. I took a sip of the coffee, but my mind was distracted now. Then the phone rang again. Would you mind getting that, I asked Carly. Hello? Frankie? Who is this? Have you forgotten me already? She had a confused look on her face. She gave me the phone. Who is it, I asked her. She gave me a look that said she had no clue. Hello? Fred? What do you want, Gus? Gus? You could be a little nicer than that, after all, we are old friends, aren't we? Not really, Gus. I know how you fucked me over, and to be honest, you are pretty much the impetus for this whole blow-up. So you can be proud of an actual achievement not paid for by someone else or stolen from another. You have it all wrong, Fred. You are blaming me for your failures. You failed because you are not a killer. You don't know how to take advantage of a situation, how to see your opponent... When they are down. And to turn the knife. So I should have finished a job on you when you were crying like a baby on the street. Just be happy I didn't press charges. Like it was your decision. You are owned just as much as anyone else. What do you want to tell me? Why are you calling me? I just wanted to remind you that you will always fail. You are not a killer, Fred. I know for a fact because I am a killer. Don't forget you're also a sexual harasser. He hung up. What did he say? Carly asked. He said he's a killer. That's not funny. She, looked, she said, looking serious. He won't hurt you anymore. I promise. I picked up my cell and I called Frankie. There was no answer. So I sent her a text message. Let's get together and fix things up between us. I love you and I love the kids. I will be in Bryant Park today at 11. Please come. Carly and I were picked up at 10 to go to Bryant Park by a giant named Gene driving a black Cadillac Escalade. I received a text from Frankie, I don't know anymore, Freddy. I responded, whenever you feel ready, I am here. We pulled up in front of the Bryant Park Hotel and there was already a big crowd. There must have been around 200 people standing around with signs saying, not for sale anymore, or I am not owned, and owned no more. I opened the door to the car with the cops already outside waiting for me. You know, we don't think this is a good idea. You are putting a lot of people at risk should the threat be carried out. What threat, I asked. Apparently, someone called in a threat to the several news outlets. They said if you went on with your talk, the killer would take care of you, the officer said. The cop looked at Carly. Can you convince him not to speak? "'I can't convince him to do or not to do anything. "'No one owns anyone.' "'I responded, "'No one is going to try and kill me. "'It's a bullshit threat.' "'I walked up the steps, shaking people's hands "'and greeting others, feeling like a politician. "'As I made my way up the stairs, "'I was in shock to see the whole middle of the park "'filled with people all there to see, hear me speak. "'There were signs with pictures of me with a fist raised.' There were signs saying free at last and "Own no more. Really crazy. There must have been actually, I have no idea how many people were there. But when they saw me, they started chanting my name. It was surreal. And Carly thrust a bottle of water in my hand. Drink. I drank. There was a makeshift stage on the concrete just above the grassy area. I was pulled up to it and I stood before a microphone stand. Hey, I said and chants began. "'Mixed in with cheers and applause. "'I never expected this to happen. "'I have been in sales since I was around 18 years old or so, "'but in reality, I was selling from when I was just a little kid. "'I was always wanting to be liked, admired, desired. "'I paused. "'Acknowledged. "'So I sold myself over and over again. "'I sold myself to the girls I wanted, "'to the friends I wanted to be friends with.' To the strangers in the subway, the waiting rooms, and the airplanes, the rental agents, the baggage handlers, the ticket takers, everyone I met I sold pieces of myself to. I looked into the crowd and I saw my wife and kids walking into the park. I gestured to Charlie to bring them to sit behind me. I made eye contact with them, nodded, and smiled. I sold pieces of myself, hoping for a decent ROI, return on investment. I waited and waited, invested my time away from my family, time away from myself in order to make a decent living. There was silence and then a lone scream. Fuck them! They don't own us! Followed by a roar. I put my hands up. Cheers. We are here because we demand to be treated with respect. How many of you want to be treated with respect Loud response, but I wanted to get them riled up even more. I can't hear you! How many of you like being owned? Loud responses of no, and then the chant of we are not owned, we are not owned. Then we must prove that we will not be owned, I said. Look within and determine who or what you want to be. Only you can answer the question for yourself. I propose a nationwide strike. Workers will only go back once changes that they have requested are put into place. Ladies and gentlemen, the time has come to make the change. Until each worker gets what they want, dignity, equal pay, equal opportunities, we are all on strike. Are you with me? Chance of strike, strike, strike. I stepped away from the microphone and walked away. There was nothing for me to say anymore. I had made my point. I felt as if the whole city would be turning against me or call me a fraud. I gave them no answers, and I provided no guidance. I had no answers, and I had no guidance. But now I had proposed a strike. Would these people actually follow through on it?